Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. Ted has a really interesting question for us today, which is how does space become space? Thank you, Ted. So this is another example of one of those big mysteries or enigmas in science. Now, sometimes we can get the idea or impression that science has figured everything out. We know all there is to know. And this really is not true. In fact, the more we learn, the more we realize we don't know. For every new thing that we figure out, it opens up another 12, 24, 100 questions for us to try to figure out. Now, there are some things that are really fundamental about the universe that we don't really understand yet. We can see that they're there and we can observe them, right? So we can study them by watching them or making measurements about them, but we really don't understand them yet. Now, you would think that something as fundamental, as basic as, well, what is space and how's it form? Where's it from? That we would understand that. But that's something that we don't really know yet. We know that something exists and we call that something space right now a lot of times we think about space as the relationship between things like where are they right well i'm here and you're there and well here and there are space but really what that is we're not really sure now there are a few things that we can talk about this and things that we are starting to understand. And the more we think about these things, the more we study, the more we explore, the more we'll start to understand better. So when we talk about space, we can also think about the universe. And studying the universe is really fun. That's what we're doing in the space sciences, right? We are looking at ourselves and we're looking out and saying, what is there? How can we observe it? Now, we've been looking at the universe and there's this really cool trick, which is that the farther away we look, the further back in time we are looking because we look with light. Now, light travels in a vacuum. So when it's not going through something like water or air, when it's just going through empty nothingness, it travels at what we call the speed of light. Sometimes you'll hear this called the speed of causality. And this is the fastest that we think anything can go through the universe. It's basically the fastest that change can propagate or change can happen in our universe. So this is a really, really, really fast speed. I mean, I can't say enough reallys to talk about how really fast it is, but it's not unlimited. It's not infinite. There is a speed limit. So the farther away something is, the longer it takes 
for that light to get to us. And to give you a few ideas, the light from the sun to earth takes about eight minutes. Light from getting from earth to the moon is just a little over a second. But when we start thinking about other stars, well, the closest star to the sun takes about four years for the light to get to us. And other stars are even farther away. Now, we can look thousands or billions of light years away from us. And a light year is just the distance that it takes light to travel in a year. So if we're looking at something that's a billion light years away, that means it took a billion years for that light to get to us, which means we are seeing that thing the way it was a billion years ago. Now that thing probably still exists today. Let's say we're looking at a galaxy, but from where we are, we won't be able to see that light until that light has traveled to get to us. So we can keep looking farther and farther and farther away until we get back to a time right before what we think of as the Big Bang. Now, the Big Bang is the start of our universe the way that we experience it, right? It's We often talk about it as the beginning of the universe. Now, what we don't really know is if it is actually the beginning of the universe, but we know that it's the beginning of the universe the way the universe is now, right? We think that it probably existed before the Big Bang, but we don't have a way to observe that yet, to actually look. And in science, we need to be able to observe, to make observations to be able to get clues, right? To get our data, to be able to say whether something is true or not. So we could, we have a lot of interesting ideas of maybe what was before or not before the universe, but all we can tell right now is we can see back to when light would have just started being able to travel through the universe. And we think that since the Big Bang, Space has been expanding. So things have been getting farther apart from each other. And this is kind of interesting to think about because we're trying to wrap our minds around what is space. And a really common way of interpreting this is that space itself is expanding, is getting bigger. The space between things is actually growing. And we can tell that this is happening by looking at galaxies. And galaxies are these huge collections of lots and lots of stars and planets. You can think about them as kind of like islands in space, where you'll have a whole bunch of stars all clumped together. We're talking billions and billions of stars that are held together by gravity. And then you'll have these big, vast, empty spaces, mostly empty. There might be a few stray stars here and there, but for the most part, big, vast, empty spaces between them. I like to think about it like the ocean with islands in it, right? So galaxies are islands, and then the space between is the open ocean. And so 
it's kind of like thinking like the as if the ocean was expanding just more water more ocean was forming and these islands are moving apart but what we see is that all the islands are moving apart from each other or all the galaxies except for the ones that are really really close to each other that gravity can hold on and hold them close to each other like the milky way and our neighbor andromeda so we aren't going apart from each other we're close enough that we can kind of hold on to each other um, and the way that we can figure this out is by looking at the light coming from these galaxies so light is the main way that we study the universe. Now we'll talk in a future episode more about gravitational waves, which is really exciting because that's a new way for us to be able to study the universe. But the vast majority of observations we make is with light. And there's lots of different kinds of light that some of them humans can see and some of them only our machines can see, but it gives us a way to study it. So we look at the light and we can tell with light whether the thing that gave off the light is moving away from us because those light waves get stretched out as they come to us that makes it look a little bit redder to us or something like andromeda we can tell it's moving towards us so what we can see is that all the galaxies seem to be moving apart from each other they seem to be creating more and more space and why this is happening in the first place, why is the universe expanding, is one of those big questions that cosmologists, the space scientists who study the whole universe, really want to understand. This is a big question. Now, something really cool that we have found is that something seems to be making these galaxies and space be expanding and moving apart faster than it did in the beginning right after the big bang so it seems that over time things have started to speed up and speed up and it's spreading it apart more and more there's some sort of energy pushing space and making more and more space and again we don't understand why right this is your question right why how does it do it why does space make more space we don't know but whatever this thing is that's doing that we call dark energy now, we call it dark energy because we're in the dark about it. We don't know what it is. We can't see it. So maybe a better name for it would be invisible energy. Or maybe one day when we figure out what it really is, we'll give it a better name. But for now, it's dark energy because it's it's something. It's pushing stuff apart. It's making it happen. And we just don't know why. So really, there is so much more to learn to answer this very fundamental, this very basic question that is about our universe. For now, we know it's here, but we don't know why. We don't understand why yet. And again, we talk about this in the podcast. This is something for future scientists, perhaps you. This might be the problem that you work on or one of the problems that you work on and figure out for humanity. And once we figure out this problem, oh there'll be 20 new ones to discover so it's always like this ongoing mystery this delightful continuation of discovery after discovery and it takes a lot of hard work a lot of observation but that really is worth it that is the fun of it all all right Thank you for asking such a wonderful question. Thank you everyone for being here on the podcast, learning about space and science together. Please keep those wonderful topics and questions coming. Your questions are the best. 
right? I can come up with topics to talk about, but they are never as interesting as the questions that you have. And while we're on this topic, let me mention something. There is no such thing as a dumb or stupid question. All questions, if they are honest questions, are wonderful. It is great to learn, right? And that's how we learn. We ask questions and then we try and come up with the answer for them. So if you've got questions or topics you want us to talk about, have your grown-ups send that into the email in the description. And as always, my friends, I hope you have dark skies and remember to stay curious. <laughs>